Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. Michael Hamlet enjoying a well earned week off. Uh, and speaking of which, what a difference a week makes. They advertised, I think, absolutely nothing for last week's SmackDown aside from it's the go home show ahead of SummerSlam. Lots to look forward to tonight. SummerSlam Fallout and the return, it seems, of both Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar. Oh, we're spoilt. Indeed. Isn't it incredible, Adam Wilborn, how when a company believes in the show it's about to present to you, you in turn believe in the show and believe it to hold potential to have developments, to have an atmosphere, to have a sense of momentum and importance. If they give you a card and they say, you want to watch this, here's what it is. Isn't it better than the mystery box? (laughs) And what's in the mystery box? Oh, it's Apollo Crews versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura again. You know what I mean? It's like... It's these are wrestling promotions. I say this constantly, and when they promote something, it is a hint to you that are oh, they believe that what they're promoting is going to be good. So yeah, I'm generally quite excited for this. I don't like the John Cena versus Roman Reigns build at all. I'm sick of the Edge, the Edge Lord bollocks, <laughs> and that's all done with. There are other directions that are one would think finished. So what you're going to get tonight is new storyline directions, one would presume big storyline returns. They've actually finally done something else with the Baron Corbin character, which I expect to be made canon, if you like, tonight. So yeah, it's going to be a show that isn't going to be a mundane WWE show. Monkey's Paul curls, but <laughs> before it does, let's run it down. Yeah, it's 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 appointment viewing. Like I like SmackDown out of the three WWE shows the most in the week, and, you know... On occasion, I'll even stay up late on a Friday night to catch it live. Uh, more often than not, though, I'll just watch it first thing on a, on a Saturday morning. But there is certainly temptation there to stay up and watch this for the returns of Becky and Brock. Um, and just so much intrigue, because this isn't just Becky and Brock are back, which would be, you know, mammoth enough. But it's Becky and Brock are back, and they're different. All the reports this week are Becky Lynch asking to become this heel character. That's a tough sell to me, for me, to be honest. But if anyone can pull something like that off, it's Becky Lynch, um, who, through sheer force of will, countered a heel turn that they tried to throw in at after, yeah, after SummerSlam a few yeah. years back. 
And babyface Brock Lesnar is something I haven't thought about in a long, long time. And obviously reactions to all of this from Bianca Belair, how on earth Sasha Banks plays into this whole title picture now. Because uh, Bianca Belair got done dirty at SummerSlam. And more, more importantly than all that, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, where his allegiances sort of lie. Yeah, absolutely. So what was starting with the two returns? I think so, yeah. Okay. Becky Lynch. This is a strange one, right? We reviewed a lot of Raw in late 2019 and early 2020. Basically, if you want to be accurate and take off the rose-tinted glasses, Becky Lynch might just have been literally screwed as the man character by April 2019. After WrestleMania, what it should do. She had this absolutely rubbish feud with Lacey Evans. Oof. Throughout which she just leaned heavily on this like sub McGregor persona, which is calling her a plank and like uh, um, her inflection was really great. And I'm thinking, I know you can't do much with Lacey Evans, who should not have been pushed in that role. And we know why she was not to be a dick, but the truth is the truth to quote Matt Hardy. Mm. Never thought I'd do that on this podcast. <laughs> After that, she was aligned with. Seth Rollins, and they had zero quest, uh, chemistry because they did not want to work with one another at all. No. I can't even remember what she did at SummerSlam 2019, Becky Lynch. I know subsequent to that, she did a program with Sasha Banks, which helped restore her as a star because those matches were great. The Hell in a Cell match was great. There was like two stars in a feud, basically, and it helped enormously. Uh, <laughs> oh. Was it Natalia? Yeah, it was Natalia. I knew it. Well, obviously I didn't, but I remembered it. Mm. So to go from Lacey Evans to Natalia, Jesus Christ, like she just wasn't... In a submission a, match as well. Yeah. Oh, after, good. <laughs> after, like, this is after the Rollins stuff as well. Like that was a nightmare period. Cooled her down considerably. The Sasha Banks thing helped, but as good as it was and as good as the matches were, I can't remember a single line exchanged in those promo battles. Nope. I can't remember a single angle. It wasn't particularly memorable. It was just two stars doing WWE stuff. Um, so she didn't really... She hasn't been hot. Like, red hot. Gets talked about hot. Major star level hot since November 2019. Mm. I think a lot of people bargained with how bad the storytelling was ahead of WrestleMania, and people still liked her and knew that it was just WWE being WWE, not her not being a star. But then how far can you take that? Mm. Like how far can you go to accept, oh, you know, we still like that character, but we don't like the book, but that's just WWE. At some point, and it happened over the spring and summer of 2019, people were like, oh, I don't have to bargain with this anymore. I'm just bored. Yeah. And then we buried her. You'll remember this. We did it together. Like, the deal with the shades meme, the ridiculous, like, get up where she was acting, like, rich and aloof, and she was going to have the truck. They vinced her. They vinced her big at the start of 2020. I'm not convinced had... It's Rocky and Rocky 3. Exactly. We thought that was a story beat. Uh, I'm not convinced had she decided not to have a child or the pandemic didn't happen. Basically, if she was still in that company in the alternate timeline, mm. where there was no pandemic, she didn't have a child, she would have turned heel by SummerSlam anyway. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that when someone, whether they are, if, if a heel gets injured, or has a hiatus for whatever reason, people miss them so much because they're a star, whether they're a heel or a babyface, they always get cheered. That's just what happens. Um, and when it doesn't happen, it's weird. Seth Rollins was going to get cheered once. I think it was 20, when was it? 
Because he came back from an injury and he's just like, ah, oh, I'm still going to be healed. It's like, when what? he pedigreed Roman Reigns after the AJ yeah, Styles yeah, yeah. match, I remember. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we were like, great, he's back. And then he came out and he's like, you people. And we're like, no. Yeah. So just completely, like, you, you just, you, you alter your plans. That's what you do. People miss stars and people like stars. So you present them as stars. Um, so that's the problem. Even though Becky Lynch had cooled off considerably, she was becoming wildly obnoxious at points. People have had time to forget that and people have wanted her to return. And the feeling now is shifted of, oh, I want to cheer her again, even though she was doing my tits in <laughs> in March 2020. She's going to have to do a lot to get over as a heel. People like Bianca Belair. Um, she got a massively great reaction at WrestleMania. But so much of her run has been in front of the Thunderdome that you can't gauge just how over she actually is. Um, I can see fans not playing along. That's I don't think it's a bad idea to have a turn heel. She's really good at playing one. She hadn't played one for a long enough time. She wants to do it, so she'll have more conviction doing it. There's nothing worse than watching someone not play the role they want to play. She wants to do it. I just think that the weird mechanisms of the pandemic and time taken for it to come back is going to scupper it and scupper it big. I think... You know what they should do? If they really want to turn a heel, they should just, they should simply position her as a baby face for, for a month <laughs> yes. and then she'll turn heel. That's what they should have done. Yeah. And I'm not even joking. Um, I was trying to defend what happened with, with Bianca Belair at SummerSlam and I said, you've got till Friday. You've got this show literally for me because I understood all the backlash to it of... Why have you given Bianca Belair this great run? And it's, you know, it, it, it does happen, you know, as in history. WrestleMania to SummerSlam is a good little title reign. It was the manner, of course, in the way that she lost in like 20 seconds. But, 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 I will say the way that they did it in terms of actually watch it back, because we were all a bit like, what what's just happened? She offers the handshake. And Becky just punches her in the throat, immediately hits her with a rock bottom or whatever it was. One, two, three. Now, I know people went, well, I know that they maybe want to use this to make um, to make Becky a heel now. But we all know that's WWE going, yeah, be here in 20 seconds or whatever. So the, the heat is on WWE. I think the only way you can maybe try and get this heel Becky Lynch over is somehow her take ownership of that. I don't know how exactly you do that, but maybe... Coming out, huge reaction. Yay, we still like you. Don't do the you people. That's, that's literally know. what I was about to say. That's what they do. Yeah. But have Bianca come out and go, all right. I mean, you, you did kind of chin me, so let's have a rematch. And have her just go, no. Something like that. I mean, I can't think of an idea because the usual idea, as we've just said, is you people really missed me. And marks. <laughs> yeah, you marks. I mean, I don't know how you do it. There's no... There's no real motive from a character perspective. Maybe she's, maybe she could say something along the lines of, I've been at home for a long time, I need to make an impact. It's some bollocks like that. The funniest thing about SummerSlam is that they've obviously had the idea to turn a heel, right, before SummerSlam because she's asked to do it. So she's come in and done a heel thing, which is refuse a handshake, blindside the opponent, squash the dreams of her and her fans. WWE's baby faces are so bad that people thought, oh, that's not really baby face maneuver. It didn't <laughs> register. No. It didn't register as a heel turn because WWE has baby faces with just the most obnoxious values ever. 
That is hilarious to me. I'm very interested to see how they do it tonight. I've got no real ideas, personally, because I think it's not a good one to begin with. But with the characters they've got in this, not just Bianca and Becky, but Sasha in the wings, of course, who's meant to be in that match. Like, again, I say this all the time, and it was sort of exemplified by SummerSlam that some of the parts not being as good. You have to actively try hard not to, to look from now till the end of the year and get Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, and uh, um, uh, Becky Lynch... I mean that. How do you know? You can't mess that up. You've got four months yeah. with a few pay per views in there and Saudi Arabia um, to 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 do this. Yes. You honestly, you and I could could do book this in a podcast from now till arguably to the Rumble, even to WrestleMania yes. with these three, just just with results and. But they'll burn through it, and by the by November, they'll be going. But now they're all on the same team because they wear blue yeah. sort of thing. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but speaking of, you know, being unable to book baby faces, what on earth are they going to do with Brock Lesnar? I don't know, but I think it's going to be class. Yeah. He is an absolute boy popper. I, f- like, I love knobhead heels in wrestling. And if he can keep that Royal Rumble 2020 energy, when he was like, Keith Lee was coming in. Big boy. <laughs> and he's like pretending to hug Shelton Benjamin. Like big banter Brock is absolutely hilarious. The problem is that WWE looks at someone who's got a shred of like a funny vibe about them or comedic timing and Vince just vinces them. Yeah. But Brock's the alpha male who Brock's Vince, if you like. And if Brock is given material that he thinks is going to make him look like an asshole, he will simply not do it. He's got creative license. We know this. I think if Brock decides I'm going to be a babyface and a fantastic one by being myself, like this has got legs. And I'm not being funny. Like a really neat, like Roman Reigns. The best thing happening in wrestling. Give me a fucking break. The best thing that can possibly happen to his character at this stage is a note of fun, a bit of levity, mm. and it's wild that that's coming from big banter Brock Lesnar, but it very much will. I'm expecting the end result of this to be pure copium when he squashes Roman in Saudi Arabia. But before we get to that, that's my big prediction. Yeah. How do you tell the story? I understand both men were once managed by Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman managed Brock Lesnar because in storyline, he couldn't be asked to sort out his own deals. He couldn't be asked to talk. He was a mercenary and he just stood there while Paul Heyman sold his fights, arranged his fights, and then he fought. Like, they can't do any, oh, I miss you, Paul, or you've turned your back on me, Paul. Brock Lesnar wouldn't think like that. It would be so bad. So I don't know how they weave the Heyman element into it at all. I can't predict what they will do. I just have a hope and a prediction for what they won't do. They won't tell a story based on Brock Lesnar feeling rejected No, by Paul Heyman having another client. It would not ring true for me at all. It would make Brock Lesnar look like... Not Brock Lesnar. Like, how do you see it? Because you probably care about this stuff more than me. Uh, yeah, I'm fascinated by this, and, and, and especially with having Paul Heyman, who you know is heavily featured in both men when they're champions, you know, t- careers. But having him front and center of just like this, in, just stood between them, just looking back and forth, is going to be really enjoyable. And it's, and, and like you say, it's, there's a fascinating story to tell whether that ends in a squash in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> yeah, quite possibly, or. I don't know, uh, Extreme Rules, 
which is the next pay-per-view. Brock loses, and you think, well, that's just ruined everything. Now you just transition him over to Monday Night Raw, and then you have the dream match with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Away you go with him as WWE champion, in my opinion. I will say one thing. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns was at various points, multiple, which is a huge indictment, the match nobody really wanted to see. It's a bit of a misnomer because a lot of people watch the segments and all the rest of it. And it was hot or whatever, but like a lot of the people who really care about this stuff could not be arsed with it. They've done such a great job with the tribal chief, and, and which is overrated for me, but, you know, his individual performances have been great, that this match no longer feels remotely like the 2018 version of it. And it's not just because the alignments have been reversed. It goes deeper than that, and it deserves more credit than that. And you can have, and I wouldn't wish this on them, I love them, you can have him chuck around the Usos quite a lot in the build to, to whatever comes next. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Heyman no-shows SmackDown tonight, in storyline, of course, because he's just like, I'm sorry, I just, I just can't deal with this. And then these two go head-to-head. Or you do the opposite. And literally, Paul Heyman's walking in, because uh, obviously we've, they've established in LTST that often Paul Heyman's there going, no, Roman's showing up later on, don't worry. Paul Heyman's there, and Brock goes, Paul, big hog. You see it from over Brock's shoulder to see Paul Heyman's face. I'd do something with that. Look, all I'd say to WWE is just pace yourselves. You do not need to have, like, you did it. They did it well at SummerSlam. He comes in, Roman goes, I don't want any of this right now. He leaves. Paul Heyman literally yells, No, 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 no. So just, just elevate it step by step, week by week. I maybe wouldn't have Roman and, and Brock touch until the next, next, next pay-per-view, if you can help it. But there's two pillars of characters here. And again, I'll say it again, you have to actively try hard to screw this up. But that's definitely in WWE's wheelhouse. Oh, Christ, absolutely, yeah. They could do some fun stuff with Brock Lesnar tormenting Heyman. Mm. As you've just mentioned, like, insincerely just thinking he's the advocate for him still, even though he's not. And Brock Lesnar has been a bit of a mischievous sadist. So you know what? I walk it back. Like, there probably is scope to tell a story with Paul Heyman here. Just don't do it like, oh, you betrayed me, Paul. And none, of that, <laughs> none of that bollocks. Just do it in Brock Lesnar's character in his way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, let's talk about some more fallout from SummerSlam because, of course, I mentioned them just before then. The Usos retain the SmackDown tag titles against the Mysterios. Is it... I know, I keep saying this every week, and I people will know on the stream, we were there, me, Andy, and Phil, and I was like, it's coming, it's coming, one, two, three, yeah, right, you prick, you thought you could do it all by yourself, didn't you? And then there's the Usa celebrating, and Dom's helping his dad out of the ring, fade to black, move on to the next thing. Oh, okay, nothing's happening then, but... Reports are saying that they've finally been listening to this podcast and they are going to eventually do this. I think just get on with it now with this split between Dom and, and Ray. And, I mean, they're just going to be so heavy-handed with all this. It was really subtle the way that me and Hamlet have been enjoying it. And it feels like now they're going to be like, dead, all that bollocks, basically. Well, the report was, Dave Belter report that WWE is fantastically keen on doing this storyline. Ray Mysterio decidedly is not... Probably because he knows, as you said, and as many people have said. Cool, yeah, so, yeah, Dom turns on his dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has a, a really violent match with his dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, what after that for Dom? Ray will be fine. Yeah. He's Ray Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio, grumpy son of Ray. What then? Like, now what's going to happen after that, is it? Nah, but like, I hope they do it just, not because I'm interested in the storyline, but for pure schadenfreude reasons, Dominic Mysterio, and he's allowed to not be good, but if he's not that good, why is he on national television? That's the conundrum. He was a guy who last year didn't do that much to get sympathy for himself. So that's why, because he's not that great a performer, a personality. So if you remember, Seth Rollins beat the piss out of him with a kendo stick. <laughs> and then Seth Rollins, in a really great performance at SummerSlam 2020, navigated him through a very long, dramatic feature pay-per-view match. And everyone thought, Christ, Dominic Mysterio is very, very good for his age. He's promising, he's got something, and then he's just become... He can't progress much in that system. It doesn't encourage style, it doesn't really encourage you to work against different people with different sort of approaches to pro wrestling, because there's one, and it's Vince McMahon. So, inevitably, Dominic Mysterio's done very little. So, fundamentally, the whole... Novelty factor of this guy's brand new, young, and he can go somehow. That's gone. Went last year. <laughs> he's not a good performer. He's got. He's a bit of a charisma vacuum. He hasn't got any personality whatsoever. So I would like him to be given, for my own sadistic Schadenfreude pleasure, the most weighty melodramatic material possible, and watch him attempt to do it. <laughs> and fail. I'm sorry. It's not as if he's like 12. He's 24 years old. Yeah. He's like, he's older than Dante Martin. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like people go, oh, he's only a young Dominic. He shouldn't be harsh. It's like, well, should he be on telly? He's oh, he's older than Dante Martin. Mm. Um, and he's not very good, but you're going to have to learn. If you're going to be a WWE star like you want and your dad has, you know, pulled some strings to be able to get for you, you're going to have to try and act and you can't and it's going to be funny. I don't need you anymore. Redux? Yes, please. And we'll get to see the real star of the Mysterio family, 
Angie back on telly. Get her back. I loved her at SummerSlam. What are you doing, Ange? You're not doing anything. Your son's getting his head kicked in and your husband's handcuffed to the ropes. You just stood there. But anyway, yeah. Um, I don't think I need another title match loss. They just have a number one contenders match in a week or two. You know, maybe tonight they go, oh, well, we lost. And then the Diddy Dows come in and go, oh, you crap. You're oh, too God, I don't along. need to see that match again. But that's what they're going to do. Oh, because it's the you know, it's or, the best show in wrestling right now. Suck my ass. Or suck my cack. Or Otis murders. Basically, get back to Extreme Rules in another eye for an eye match, is what I'm saying. One year on. Yeah, I know you like to watch young men get battered, but like the, the eye stuff, this is a bit much even for you, old boy. Yeah, it is. Fair. Um, speaking of Extreme Rules, though, it seems, despite the fact it was a wonderful conclusion to a lovely story... Reports seem to suggest Edge and Seth Rollins aren't done. I don't oh, know why. That's what seems to be suggesting. I, I've written what next for Edge and Seth Rollins. I think you and I both agree. Don't do anything together anymore. But I feel like Seth's going to sit there and say, oh, well, you, 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 you. I mean, he didn't steal one. Beat him clean. But well, let's have a stipped up match so we can do more stuff with a bit of a chair in your mouth. Uh, so this program is... Why? Why? I just... I'm speaking the truth. <laughs> I just can't... Like, they shouldn't. Be asked. Like, Edge should be drafted to Raw. Like, we know, report, literally on the news today, we're reporting that USA Network's like, why the Fox getting all the good stuff? Yeah. I mean, I'm moving Brock and Edge over to Monday Night Raw, which yeah. should calm them down a little bit in the, the big draft. Um, but yeah, I, I have no doubt, look... The brood stuff's good. Seth is has really rediscovered his form, in my opinion, in terms of just whining, winding people up and boiling a load of piss. But I don't need him to come out this week and just be a bit of a whiny bitch and campaign for another match against Edge. It was great, the match at SummerSlam. Arguably one of the matches of the night. It was the best match of the night by far. Um, I really enjoyed it. But, so I don't... But then they'll just go, oh... We'll have another match, and then we can get him to Saudi Arabia. And I just, I just, why can't we just have? This is just a wider point for me. One match on pay per view, and you go, and that's definitive. It would just make everything matter more. It would make everything more interesting. It would force you to do better booking because if you had a definitive end point and you were disciplined about it, it's like right, that's it. The, the, the win and indeed the loss has to happen. It would cause you to. Think, right, okay, well, what does Seth Rollins do next? Does he chase after a title? Does he want to redeem himself? Um, what does Edge do next? Does he get next to Roman Reigns again? Oh, Christ. Do Edge versus Seth Rollins instead. I'd rather that, I'd rather that than put the Edge versus Roman again. I thought that match was rubbish. Yeah, I th- you know, I think you can, you know, Edge is it's a big, big win for Edge. You don't have to go back and 50-50 it with Seth Rollins. There's a story to be told in the bigger picture of Edge Gets this win. Obviously, Brock's next in line. And then I assume the draft, I don't know exactly the dates, but I assume the draft will be in and around, if not just, maybe just before the Saudi Arabia show. And that's great of a story of Edge wins at SummerSlam. He does something with literally anyone in the meantime. Just another singles victory on pay-per-view if you want, or just on TV. Oh, my God, he's next in line for Roman Reigns. He's been drafted. There's your story. Oh, I've done all this bloody work. I've gone up these rankings and I've been drafted. There's no I'm, rankings. I know, yes, but you know yes. what I mean. 
<laughs> just make it more. Just make it more like AEW. And then I would bury it for copying. Yeah, <laughs> can't but, can't win. <laughs> but yeah, and the the, the 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 story arc of Seth Rollins' redemption, perhaps because I want to see Roman Reigns. You know, like I was talking about on the news today, I said you beat Brock. Survivor Series, maybe you run it back against Brock because Brock's now WWE champion. So they're going to do bloody brand warfare. The, Ro- the Royal Rumble one was a question mark. I just said Big E because I was doing some shit, which I'll get into in due course here. I don't want that to happen. I don't want him to beat Big E, but whatever. You do. You could do Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at the Rumble. Like, that, that's your end point now. And then you do The Rock, hopefully, versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania if he hasn't been squashed, like you said, by Brock at, Re- at Saudi Arabia, which will probably happen. Um... Yeah, there's your, there's your, because you basically I'm looking at the big points, and then in, in in the interim, you can have people like, not to dismiss him, I love him, but people like a Cesaro, who you go, oh, maybe, no, not got a chance because it's Roman Reigns, that sort of thing. I just, I, I don't want to see Edge versus Seth Rollins again, no matter how much they stick this up, but they probably will because that seems It's extreme rules, and it's just yeah. a content company, Christ almighty. Um, let's cheer me up by talking about someone who is going to be a future world champion. And it was the guy I actually pitched to take the title off Roman Reigns now. It's Rick Boogs. It's Rick bloody Boogs because he had his first match on SmackDown last week. He teamed with Shinsuke Nakamura uh, against uh, Apollo Crews, of course, and Commander Aziz. And he looked sensational. Let's cheer me up and go for an early lunch. It's uh, 25 to 12. (laughs) I mean, look, it's getting over. I was like... I was going to say he's not championship caliber as a character or as a performer, but what the championships mean in WWE right now, if the guy's getting reactions, and he is, and he's got really nice metal inflections that pop tits off, which he does. He's, got, he's not, and it's a moveset that's related to what he does. You know, when some people go like, this is my gimmick, and then they get in the ring, and you go, sorry, that's just that's just a generic wrestler moveset from 2K. He's got the, the abdominal stretch. stretch. And they're just, he's ridiculously strong, which will be very pleasing for the right people backstage as well. I thought he looked great last week. Yeah, he looked canny last week. He's very much in the new mould. Not an indie guy. He's got a personality. Not saying that indie guys don't, but I'm trying to look at it from there, through their lens. He's on the ad. He's on the Applebee's ad. He's got this daft gimmick. Gets a reaction. He's got like a great physique. Look, that's the thing. I would rather, I prefer, in WWE, Chad Gable. I would rather Boogs get pushed at the expense of a performer that I personally think is better and more enjoyable to watch because I know that they'd prefer to push Boogs rather than Gable. I would rather watch John Morrison get a push on WWE TV Ricochet, because it's more realistic. They like John Morrison. He's got this ridiculous raft of gimmicks with which to get over in front of Vince McMahon. Like, I would rather watch an authentic version of WWE, no matter how silly, no matter how worse the ring work would be, than this last three years of WWE, which is defined by them reluctantly getting these NXT lads up from bloody... Tampa, Orlando, or wherever the frigate is, and going, ah, I don't like look at you. Mm. Like, I'd rather WWE became a sillier, more faithful to itself version of WWE. So, yes, let's get Boogs the Rocket. And I'm I, with I, you. I would sit here and say, give him a mid card title, but it's kind of awkward because Shinsuke's got it right now. But down the line, I absolutely think he could, he could easily be 
I mean, like Damien Priest and Rick Boogs as your mid-card champions is actually a breath of fresh air for this company. And also, nice to read, by the way, uh, that Shinsuke Nakamura is just really happy in WWE right now. Just for once, nice to hear yeah. that someone's just like, no, I'm having a great time. Yeah. I'm pissing about with this bloke with a guitar. I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I get to surf all the time. Yeah. Lovely stuff, that. Uh, in worse news for WWE this week, uh, Pat McAfee uh, oh, tested positive for COVID. Obviously, we wish him well in his recovery. Uh, if you've seen on his Twitter, it is just a fever dream of his. Sounds into, horrible, man. In terms of, because it's, it's not just, oh, I've got COVID and I don't feel great. He's literally tracking like his temperature and he's, he writes numbers. And I go, is the human body capable of being all right with that? Uh, awful to see. I can't stress this enough. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated if you haven't done so already, because here's a case study of what happens when it doesn't when it doesn't go right, uh, and that's even when he has got vaccinated. So he's a former high caliber athlete who was obviously dating back to last year, kept himself in really great nick. One would presume he's got a healthy lifestyle in order to like keep himself in that shape. He never stops working. He's a workaholic. He's you know he's got. Wealth, so that would allow him to eat nice food and you know, like organic food or whatever. What I'm saying is, he's got every advantage to beat this thing, except it's sometimes so arbitrary and random and cruel in who it really, really decides to mess up. Why take the risk? Mm. Get vaccinated, you're not a scientist. So, with all that in mind, with all of our best wishes to Pat McAfee in his recovery, there's a chair open for the next few weeks on SmackDown, for commentary. Who should replace him for the time being, and why is it Wade Barrett? Oh. It's not going to be Wade Barrett. I'm going to be so disappointed. It's going to be King. <laughs> See, King? Now you've answered the question. What's no. the next, what's the last bullet point? Please, no. Like, oh, oh no. The oh, is, the boys are back together. Great. <laughs> every now and then, Vince, and it's happened really sporadically over the years. You'll go, where's Jerry Lawler? <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, we got rid of him. Why? <laughs> and then he gets Jerry Lawler back. And then Jerry Lawler says something incredibly pro problematic, like referring to a Japanese performer as like a noodle. Mm. And then he gets gone against, oh, that's, that's the problem with Jerry. Yeah, he's an arsehole. How did I forget? And then six months later, hey, and I'm Jerry Lawler. <laughs> so you don't remember? No? Get him back, and then you're like, you'll call someone a slag or something. It's like, right, okay, that's Jerry. That's just, that's just Jerry. He's an arsehole. So what I'm saying is, a long enough time has elapsed since he was last an arsehole. Ugh. People have forgot. Vince has forgot. So Jerry's back. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I mean, it's going to be. I, want, I think Wade Barrett would be a brilliant addition, and it's one step closer to him getting back in the ring at the Royal Rumble, hopefully. I can dream. Just let me dream. But it is going to be... Either King, Booker, or JBL. Whereas in reality, what would be really interesting if it's not Wade Barrett, Paul Heyman. Oh, sorry, Brock, I can't talk. I'm on I'm on commentary. That would be too creative for them. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's conclude with something that is really creative right now. And that's the Baron Corbin story. Arguably, I said this on the news, more interesting than this than Brock and Becky. Gotta be honest. It's gone on a a, a, a roller coaster. There was that weird bit that when Hamlet stupidly not drop the name of Chris Kresge and then John Cena came out and just was an arsehole towards Baron Corbin and the story sort of went sideways and then he nicked Big E's briefcase. That's done with. 
But if you've been following Baron Corbin, as I avidly have on Twitter, he's been in Las Vegas, where, of course, SummerSlam went down. And, well, he was having a great time. He was winning big. He was getting all of his, his wealth back. He was getting a car. You might have seen he was driving around. He was in the bloody presidential suite. And then a day or two ago, it all fell apart again. He's in some cash-only motel. He's He's got a new shirt. I noticed that. He's got a new white shirt. So don't put the same sodding stain on it because otherwise that undercuts everything. But a lot of people are saying, is this the happy Corbyn thing that we've all heard about? What do you think the latest twist in the Baron Corbyn story is? Because, God damn it, it's making me interested in a guy I couldn't have cared less about six months ago. You know what? They deserve a little bit of credit for how they've done this. People hated Corbyn in the worst, least lucrative or, you know, optimal way. He was just a boring heel and it was channel-changing heat. And what they've done is they've crafted the storyline where he's kind of turned more heel, which is quite an unusual way to do things because, you know, wrestling, you usually turn face heel or whatever. Through the storyline, they've made him more detestable and he's become more charismatic and more entertaining. He's been confronted with losing all of his wealth and his money. And maybe the expected story, Pete, would be, oh, he's going to learn that maybe he was an arsehole and on some karmic level, he deserves this to happen to him. Nope. He's got his money back. <laughs> he's just as rich. He hasn't learned a thing. He's just seen that it's horrendous to be poor and, oh, my God, I never want to be like that again. It's, you know, optics-wise, it's probably not great. It's a socialist. I'm not a socialist. I don't know where I lean politically. All I know is that I, I hate wealth and the distribution <laughs> of it. But that's good heat. That is good heat. And Baron Corbin, the contrast of his delivery has been quite great. I prefer him on these dot com exclusives than on SmackDown. But the downbeat, deadpan, like oh, like he just looks like a man who's completely dejected. That's quite funny. And now the contrast is he's full of bloody life again. I think he becomes, I think he literally starts calling himself Happy Corbin tonight. I think, because it's all fallen to bits for him, there's a story to be told if they've actually thought about this and they won't have. I just Googled it then because I was trying to, as you were talking, trying to work out where it is. I think it's in Jacksonville tonight. That'll be interesting. Um, of course, they're in Vegas. Last thing I saw on his Twitter, I've not, you know, looked this morning, for example, so maybe that's changed. He was in Vegas. Long old way to get to Vegas. Driving, 35 hours. Let's tell the story of him hitching a ride to try and get to SmackDown on time. Because if he doesn't, he won't get his match bonus for Montez Ford or whatever it may be. I think there's a story there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it goes so up and down. One week you're like, wow, what a great story it was last week. Can't want to see what happens this week. And then he just goes, snatch a briefcase. Yeah. And you're like, okay. You you do know that's not, you can't just do that. So I'm going to hold my breath on this one. But there's definitely a story to be told of the, the again, redemption story. Or like you say, he learns absolutely nothing. And he's more of an arsehole because he can just win it. He finds a bloody lottery ticket or something yeah. like that. But... I like the fact that they are teasing another twist in this story. And, yeah, SmackDown, appointment viewing on a Friday night. Not well, for me, Rampage is. But, but you know, I'll be, I'll be more inclined to watch this if I was 
a WWE fan. And that's the nicest. When you paused then, I was like, careful. <laughs> where, where was this sentence ending? But if you're a WWE fan, like I am, for my sins, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. But let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Uh, make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.